everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of Talking Jacks. Today, uh, Ben is joining me via Skype and the internet because, I don't know, it's been a long weekend, I guess. It has been a long weekend. I can agree with that. Um, I think the weekends are always longer when there's a loss, maybe. Um, spoiler alert, if nobody's watched the game. Um, if you haven't watched the game, yeah. don't? Is that a good is yeah, that thing? Is that fair? I think that's fair. That it, it was a really frustrating game to watch. I'm always hesitant to be optimistic on away games, and I shouldn't have been as half-hazardly optimistic as I should have. Uh, I don't know. I think this it was is a hard game to watch. I think it was fair to be optimistic because coming into the game, Nashville had scored one goal and it was from a penalty. So, and yeah. we, like it was fair to be optimistic. Yeah, it was just a it was a difficult game to watch. I, I don't know how quite to describe it other than just messy and disorganized with a lack of finishing opportunities on top of it. Um, yeah, what did you think? I don't know. This was, it was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. Yeah, it was basically a continuation of all of the problems from the Atlanta game, but maybe even. Mm-hmm slightly worse because at least in the Atlanta game we were getting some opportunities going forward uh this game we couldn't get anything going I mean Mm. it says a lot that our best chance of the entire game was a was a free kick you know yeah Um, I think that was really our only there was another sort of I know there's only two shots on target yeah the other shot was like a little dribbler that Alex hit Kind of mm-hmm. right into the keeper's arms. I think it, I think it was Alex, or maybe it was, it was Alex, maybe yeah. it was Airman. I don't know. Our shot chart. I think it was Alex, um, but it was our shot yeah, chart's really pretty ugly. Horus. Yeah, I mean there was nine shots total, which is far less, if I'm not mistaken, than any of the other games we had. Um, I'm almost kind of surprised it was nine, to be honest with you. Um, well, they were just, just they were just bad shots, though. You know, like not yeah. not high quality, not high percentage or anything. Like Calvert had one volley that was from, you know, six to eight yards away that maybe was our next best chance. Yeah. Um, wasn't even on target though. It should have been right. I feel like he was he was trying to go for a highlight goal there and he 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 put a good strike on it. Just not good enough. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't think that's a good strike when you're when you're down a goal at that point too. I don't know. It was, it was just Nashville played really well. They they are they seem to be a very good team at home. Um, yeah, I I don't even know if I would say they played all that well. They were better than us. They well, were so much more organized than us defensively, though. Yeah, and that's their been... their midfield, their defense. They. They were very – you could tell they've been playing together for a little while there. Um, and they – they our back line. It, it, I, when I was doing the, the preview things for the different Nashville venues this last week, I was like, well, our only really weakness is cohesiveness on the back line. Um, and we can get caught <laughs> on the counter. And it's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just – not a very good effort. And I don't, I don't want to say effort. It was just, it seemed like we got frustrated really early. 
like very early in the game. Yeah, there was a sometimes moment. Sometimes can happen to us, but yeah. It's, there was a moment where uh, someone was making an overlapping run in the box with when Alex had the ball, and he, Alex played it, tried to play. I think mm-hmm. it was Cato, and Alex just played it directly out of bounds, and that was in like the 15th minute. And it was just like, oh, okay, it's going to be one of those yep. nights. Like, no, and like Alex yep. was really exasperated already. I was like, oh no, like mm-hmm. it's just going to be one of those nights. Yep. There was a moment where Cato, I think, was crossing it to, I believe, Herrera. It looked like Herrera was going to go for it, and then he it, he felt like maybe somebody else was going to be on the other side of it, so he didn't want to fully go for it, and nobody was there. Um, they, well, they and they they were really good. They had a, a number of opportunities to start the game. I mean, there was the one that um, they had a breakaway. I think it was Cox, and it was a one-on-one with the goalkeeper. And I mean, the extra he had it saved. I'll give him that. Um, even if it was on target, which it wasn't, thank God. Because um, the only way this game could have been worse is if they would have scored Even twice earlier, as early. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I don't think we really responded very well. That's another thing that kind of surprised me is, in, like, based on the Atlanta game when we were down twice, we responded very well. We didn't really seem frazzled. We didn't seem to um, be worried about it necessarily. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was really early on that they just they passed the ball around is as they wanted to, um, and we could not connect passes. I, whew, yeah. It was uh, it was tough to watch, um, especially especially the goal. I, I don't even know. It was bad all around. The camera angle was not good either. That was one thing that was really frustrating about this game. Is it? I don't know if it was the location of the camera, because um, the field's not very big. So it was just going back and forth. Yeah. Well, so I don't think we got a fair representation of what happened on that goal, uh, based on the angle. But mm. yeah, when I mean, when you're playing on a baseball stadium, there are limited places to put a camera because you know the soccer game's happening in the outfield only for the most part. Yeah. So it's like a weird spot. But mm-hmm. yeah, the I mean? the goal. I mean. It sucks because Henry was right there until yeah. he slipped, and then yeah. all hell wasn't. Yeah, all hell broke loose after that, and that's mm-hmm. unfortunate because I hate to lay blame at anybody's feet really for the goal because I mean Henry had it covered, but I don't know. <sighs> we have some questions about that, so we we can kind of save our breakdown of the goal till later. But Allen Wynn scores in the twenty mm-hmm. fourth minute. Yeah. Uh, Henry slipped, and then he beat Duckett one on one, and then beat Zykstra. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a good finish. I'll give him that. It was. He put a good strike on it. I mean, yeah, he put himself in that position and made a really good strike on it. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, it probably won't get nominated for Gold Week because USL is funny like that. Um, but uh, I don't think it's I quite Gold it was, of the Week status. Well, I mean, it was a good. I it was pretty good. If you take out everything that happened before it, I guess, maybe. Yeah, depends how you edit it, I suppose. If yeah. you edit it correctly, then it can look like a really good goal. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, what it really was, was a, it was a bad long pass, and then Henry just fell yeah. down. <laughs> so, I, yeah. you know, that got uh, 
Kamara got an assist when really it was not a good pass at all. But yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, sometimes uh, those odd passes turn into assists. Yeah, like we we kind of noticed later in the game. Oh Um, yeah, that's true too. We'll talk about that (laughs) later. Um, But yeah, and there's just there wasn't much else I really recall too distinctly. We had that goal. We had the goal called back for offside, which was actually a pretty good goal. And they never showed a replay where we could see anything. So if he was off, if he was, I don't know if he was off or on. I assume, I just gonna assume he was off. Um, Yeah. Based on Calvert's reaction, it looked like he, 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 yeah, he was off. Yeah. But Um, that was the, really the only moment of life in the first half. In the second half, we had the penalty shout. Well, we had Jorge's free kick, which mm-hmm. was an excellent save. Freaking yeah. Pickens again. Matt Pickens. Remember last year he had that yep. incredible save on Enzo down in the mm-hmm. at the game down in Tampa, uh, yep. and he did it again on the on this yeah. Herrera free kick. So I was sitting there telling Richard, I was like, I was sitting, standing next to Richard watching the game at Noda. I was like, there's no way. This is too close. Jorge can't get this up and down. And then he goes and gets it up over the wall, and uh, and it was just dipping perfectly under the bar, and Pickens was right there. So, hat, you know, yeah. my hat's off to Pickens. That was an incredible save. Definitely yep. should be up for save of the week. Um, it sucks when you get done in by those, but it happens. Do you have any thoughts on that? It was a good save. Yeah. I... <sighs> I was pretty, I'm not necessarily surprised he put it on target, but it felt like it was in the general area of Herrera making some magic happen. And it was, yeah. it felt like it was almost in a point of the game where things could have turned around for us. Um, definitely. Yeah. It, it, it definitely it was, lifted us. We got, we got a little bit of a boost there. We had like 10 minutes of good soccer between that point. Uh, yeah. And then. That's when that penalty shout happened. Um, we we finally combined. We didn't. We played some good passes from the back to the front. Uh, yep. And Cato did a good job to slip it to to Calvert, and Calvert made a good run. And I I thought he got fouled. I thought the guy oh. the guy who slid. I had no problem. I think what happened was the referee. Yeah. Everybody was watching the guy who was who went to ground, and they mm-hmm. weren't watching the guy who actually shoved shoved Caleb down. I don't know how that's not a penalty. I mean, aside from that, we really didn't deserve to win. So all things considered. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, we're not, I'm not blaming the officials for the loss or anything, but I think we should have had a chance to, to equalize there. Um, That that was a big turning point in my opinion, because you saw Caleb go down and then you immediately see when they, when there's no, when they realized that he didn't call anything, you saw, at you know, almost simultaneously, if you watch, or I guess there's not a highlight of it. There's a GIF of it online. Uh, yeah. You can immediately see Joel Johnson, Caleb Calvert, and I think it's Alex maybe. Everybody throws their hands up mm. in disgust at the same time. Like, oh, wow. you know, like in sync. And I think mm. from that point, they were just too frustrated to, to get anything done really. Because that was yeah. – Almost to the seventieth minute, and we really—I can't think of a moment where we came close to doing anything after that. 
No, I. If the rest of the game just felt like it was still disjointed. Yeah, disjointed um, is it, a really good word for that game. The word of the game, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just after that happened, I I, I kind of brought myself in and realized that if if we score, I'll be happy. But I don't know that I, I see it happening. Um, so yeah. yeah, it was it was a tough game. I mean, Nashville was was very good though. I mean, they were very disciplined. Um, I think it was another game like I like I've been saying that we just continually were frustrated as a team that things weren't going our mm-hmm. way. Um, it it kind of was the case in the Atlanta game in a way, except that Herrera wasn't getting frustrated. But it felt like a lot of our players had an off game too. I mean, Calvert was other than the penalty and the in the volley was fairly non-existent. Um, yeah, I think Calvert is just by you know his the way he plays the game he's reliant on service uh he's yeah. not going to go and pick up the ball deep and dribble at somebody and make something happen that way mm. he's going to have to get uh he's going to have to have other guys around him combine and and help him out and there wasn't a lot of that um i thought this game what we we just really since we couldn't combine i thought Maybe we should just go the the one on one route and have Cato just run at people or bring on Mawapi to just run at yeah. guys off and try to create something off the dribble. Uh, but mm-hmm. Coach Jeffries saw it differently, I guess. Uh, which yeah, he tends to he tends to stick with his guys. That's just his his style. He doesn't yeah. When we're struggling, he doesn't. I mean, I was really surprised to see the substitution at halftime. Yeah, Ekra I think that's coming like off for the third Foster. time that's happened. Yeah, I, I was mildly puzzled by that. I thought it, Vosser was good, but I didn't think that Ekra was. I don't think there was much of a difference yeah. in the performance between the two, really. Yeah, okay. I think it was you know not it wasn't a wasted substitution, but it was kind of a wasted substitution True. if that makes sense. <laughs> Tactically, it was it it felt odd to me, um, but but I mean. I think he does offer some good passing ability and maybe some I'm glad to see him get more time. I'll say that much. Yeah, I just uh, I just don't know. We just we haven't seen enough of him to know really what he brings that Ekra doesn't. You know what I mean? Because I feel like yeah. Ekra could have been useful as like I said, like a guy who can dribble through the midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah. I don't I don't know that Foster can't do that, but it. I just don't really know. I would like to know why he went with Foster over Ekra at halftime. This is a good point. What he, what like he I, saw and whatnot. Right. I would like to know like the purpose behind that, mm-hmm. because as it the way it played out, it kind of just it just seems kind of random and it didn't. You know, it didn't change. It didn't seem to change much. Uh, but no, and, and one thing, it seemed like we were maybe tactically playing in a way similar to the way that we did play in against uh, Atlanta. But it seemed like we were much more uh, Calvert and Cato uh, up top with with Herrera below him, but then Alex more central than normal. I may have just I been think, may have just been tactics. No, maybe I don't think that. Yeah, I think you're onto something. I think Alex okay. was getting frustrated. 
uh, he was getting a little isolated, and so he would drop deep to pick up the ball. Yeah. And actually, I actually kind of liked that. That was really, I thought, mm-hmm. when we were the most threatening is when Alex would Alex and Cato would switch sides, or Alex would drop kind of more yeah. centrally and 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 try to distribute from there. Uh, yep. But those moments were few and far between. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, this one thing I did notice, too, is right after they scored the goal, the moment after uh, the play resumed, that Cato and uh, Alex switched sides um, distinctly, um, which I can't recall how long necessarily that shift happened, but it was it was a distinctive moment that they both flopped sides. It, it definitely seems like at this point, Alex and... And Sam Vines do not have very much chemistry. It, it, it does not seem like it's coming together, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that was something it, it, I was disappointed at, is that there was no... Uh, if if anything, Sam Vines was even less attacking than he was in the Atlanta game. Oh, yeah. Um, um, he, which kind of leaves the left side really on an... You know, if Alex is out, out there one-on-one or one-on-two... And and Vines isn't going to make that run to give Alex an option and to give the defender yeah. something to think about. That's that's going to put pretty much end any kind of attack down the left. And so as we saw yeah. the game go on, we just attacked more and more down the right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. Cato had a couple decent moments in the the middle part of the game. Yeah, there was one moment where, where he shot from outside of the box, and I thought he should have taken a touch to get to either take a shot in the box or lay it off to somebody because that buildup was we we yeah. finally strung some passes together and broke down the defense pretty well and I thought he just got a little impatient and took that shot too soon uh, I don't mm-hmm. know what minute that was but it was uh it was one of our better moments which I guess mm-hmm. says a lot that if <laughs> A, a shot off target from, you know, 25 yards was one of our better yeah. moments. <laughs> Highlight of the game. Yeah. Uh, shot off target from outside the box. Yeah. Which that was one thing I noticed that was interesting is we had the nine shots total. Five, if I'm not mistaken, were outside the box. Four were in the box. One was on target from outside the box. Two were blocked. One was off, which I'm assuming was the Calvert volley. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Um, but we were, they really took away our game of spreading the defense. And that's one thing I noticed too is, uh, I think we had like five crosses, if I'm not mistaken. We had a, a, a lot smaller amount of crosses than we had previously. No, we had and 17 a lot of the time, crosses. We had 17 crosses? Yeah. Maybe we completed. What's five interesting, crosses. it says we have crossing accuracy of six, 5.9%. But oh. when you go into like the chalkboard, you know, where they actually show you the crosses and all that, yeah. we have zero successful open play crosses and zero successful uh, set play crosses. So I don't know where that 5% came from. <laughs> huh. um, but that's strange. Maybe they just didn't map it. Yeah. Um, there's a... But the crossing, crossing was not an effective. T- uh, tactic last night for sure and i think no. you know the the field was narrow more narrow yep. than what we're used to playing which mm-hmm. is not an excuse but it is just a fact 
and I didn't think we adjusted well to no. the that. Um, we don't play very well on baseball fields. It's it's kind of a a given. I will say that yeah. the field looked great though. There's no denying that. I mean, you, yeah, that one section was a little bobbly. A baseball field. Yeah, there was that that um, you know where they have the turf over the dirt was a little bobbly, yeah. but mm-hmm. overall, you're right, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, and I think that's another thing worth mentioning is that uh, uh, we just playing on a smaller field, we don't get a, an opportunity to spread out at all. Right. Uh, I think that's one thing that I noticed. I want to say it was in the first half, but there was a distinct moment where somebody went to cross a ball in, and I, I recall seeing Herrera and Calvert kind of running around, but nobody was following them. So it's kind of just wasted motion, and there was nothing there. Um, it was They definitely seemed to take away our crossing game, which has been a pretty important part of the 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 first set of games that we had the first month. Yeah, early I on it's like, been more way more effective than it was last year, but I felt like this year kind of went uh our this game went a little bit more like last year where mm-hmm. we just kind of got impatient and we would just put crosses in for the sake of put cro- putting crosses in. And now yeah. we didn't do that a lot cuz we only did it 17 times, but when you complete one or none of your 17 crosses you should probably just stop, you know. Once you once you yeah. go like 0 for 10, I feel like yeah. you should just be like, okay, instead of crossing, I'm just gonna play this back to the midfielder or whatever. But yeah, heat of the moment and all that. So, do you even want to talk about that last goal? Because I mean, <sighs> at that point in the game, we had Kevon George playing center back. We had mm-hmm. uh, Jake Airman playing left back. Yeah, it was the 91st minute. We were scrambling, you know. It was Kevon didn't react a, natu- as a natural defender. No. He let the ball. He wasn't aggressive attacking the ball and paid for it. Yeah, I mean it's. And that's Dy- another thing. Yeah, that it, it was like one of those. Dykstra did make a very good move. Yeah, well, know, it was but, like Kevon wasn't aggressive enough, and Dykstra was maybe a little bit too aggressive. So yeah, Dykstra had to compensate for uh, or overcompensate for George's. Uh, Lack of maybe instinct. Maybe that's not a good word, but instinct and lack uh, of experience doing it. You know, yeah, he's not a he. It's not like he's done that before. At least I, not in a while. I'd be surprised if they're year. working on Kevon playing center back in training. Uh, so yeah. it's just an unfamiliar was, moment. There was a lot of shuffling with the the substitutes too, which I felt was a little confused. The substitutes. Um, I thought I thought the substitutes were a little odd. Airman for yes. Airman for Vines. I mean, I get it. If you want, if if Vines is not getting forward in the attack, then you might then you put on Airman, who is more of in a more of a midfielder than he is a left back. Uh, it makes sense on paper, but yeah. the thing that everybody keeps talking about is what makes Sam Vines so valuable is that he's so good in the attacking half. So yeah. it just seemed odd to sacrifice a player who's supposed to be really good in the attacking half for another, I don't know. It was almost, it was almost sim- similar to the move, the halftime move going to Ekra or going from Ekra to Foster. It was like almost too similar that it didn't. And also it was kind of too late in my opinion, 80th minute is too late to be make, trying to make a, that kind of substitution. And then mm-hmm. 
same thing with uh with Ricky Perez in the 85th minute I think or 84th minute yeah I think it was about 86th the 85th. minute so it was even later than that Perez yeah, came that... on for a Kalunji in the 86th minute I, it's just a little too late I, I would think so I would have as poorly as we were playing I would have made a move around the 70th minute maybe uh, I think it would have been worth it to see a shuffle and I thought it was going to be a really good game for Moape. Yeah, and, it would have, a, this game was screaming out for Moape. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Anything other than any other things about the game that you particularly recall or want to No, mention, not really. Kind of, no. I'm ready to dive into questions if you are. We've got, I, a, we've got a bunch, feel, so... Yeah, I'm feeling good about these questions. We uh, we got the full gauntlet from uh, from Jason yeah. um, this week. And but I Richard. did ask for it, so yeah. Yeah, we got it. All right, so you, we can take turns. Uh, I'll do the I'll read the first one, and then we can start from there. So Jason asks, uh, considering the turnover of the players, is seven points after four matches good, meh, or bad? You answer first. I think it's somewhere between man good. Um, I'm not overall disappointed. Um, when you look and consider that we played some poor teams, we or some we, we beat teams we we could have lost to, or we wait what maybe uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'm saying. I need to re- reset mentally. Um, <laughs> We beat teams that we were we were better than, um, being Ottawa and Toronto, and we handily beat them. Yeah. Um, I'm I am disappointed that we didn't get three points against Atlanta because it was at home. They are a new team. Um, I'm not really disappointed or or very worried about losing on the road. I mean, it it is on the road. It's. It's the first game that we played on the road, and, and on top of it, we just don't play very well on a baseball field. That's what it comes down to, I think. Um, so I'm not worried in the sense of, oh, we got to burn everything down and, and uh, start from scratch. Because also, there's no way this is our best starting 11, I don't think. I've taken all my pressed. answers, man. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to have you go next for all of them, because I do tend to speak long on these, but... That's that's what I would say um, to answer that question. It's somewhere between mad and good. Okay, so I'm gonna say it's good. Um, considering the situation, considering that we are returning so few players, and even the ones we are returning, you know, Kalunji has been with the team for two weeks. Uh. Oh. Donnie Smith is injured. Jungsu is injured. Mm-hmm. Um, who is there anybody else that's injured that we know of? Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller's injured. Yeah. So that's three th- of our theoretical best 11 injured already. Yeah. Um, and then when Donnie was healthy, he was playing out of position. So yeah. all that considered, I think four points out of seven or. Seven points out of four games is is really good. Um, It's it's an average of 1.75 points a game. 
And if you take that out for the whole season, it was just 34 games, I believe, this season. That would put us around 60 points. Last season, Louisville won the Eastern Conference with 62 points. So There you go. We're getting second in the East. Well, you have to adjust for the extra game. So if we we average 1.75 points a game for the whole season, uh, we're going to finish in the top four and get a home playoff game. I would be willing to bet. Can we can we good. keep up the pace of one point seven five points? Probably not. Yeah. Um. So, all things considered, I think we we're off to a very good start. See, the you know it's it's a marathon season, and the worst thing we could have done is come out completely disorganized and flat and not pick up any points. Yeah. Uh. You know. There's another team that we're playing next week. They are already panicking three games into their season. (laughs) I'm not trying to take a dig at them, but let's have some perspective here. Yes, we just played the worst game of our season, but it's super early in the season. We still don't have our best 11. Uh, The the back four is going to get healthy, and they're going to gel. Donnie Smith is going to come back and be that super attacking, very talented left back that he was last season. Yep. He's going to offer us more than Sam Vines is offering us right now. Uh, and it's just, it, everything's going to gel, you know? So yeah, seven points is good. I would, very good. I mean, yeah, we left a few points in the Atlanta. We, we left a couple points in the Atlanta game, I think, but if you'd have told me in the preseason that we would have seven points going into the NCFC game, I'd be very happy with that. So, Yeah, I think that's fair. I, w- I would agree with that. Cool. All right, so next question. All righty. Um, this is from Jason, of course. A lot of these are going to be from Jason. Um, but since Ottawa and Toronto look worse and worse each week, can we even use those matches to gauge where we stand in the league? Yes and no. Do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'll let you go first. Yeah. I'll just, it's just kind of, I'll just, I'll just kind of continue what I was saying earlier. Uh, I think yes. Um, even if they, if they turn out to be the worst two teams in the Eastern Conference, we beat them pretty handily. So, yeah. Uh, it's hard to use any of these games this early in the season. Uh, and it's really hard to use individual games to, to compare teams. You know, you have to kind of yep. look at the body, the entire body of work when you play such a long season. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think, did that complete your thought? Yes. I didn't want to interrupt or anything. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I think you can, in a way, similar to what you just said, that we are, better than two of the the teams that have not started very well to start the season. Um, we're definitely above them, and, and we've handled them well, um, which is good. I also think we're more along the lines of an Atlanta team in the sense that we're solidly a middle-of-the-table um, team, which may not be saying much. Do I think Nashville will finish above us based on the result 
Yet to be determined. I, I don't think this no. is. Yeah, I'll, I don't, I'll say we'll finish ahead of Nashville. Yeah, I, I think right this like moment said, down, big listeners. I am calling it right now. We are going to finish ahead of Nashville at the end of the season. Alrighty, in the Somebody standings. Record this. Um, yeah, I, I think we will. I, I do think that Nashville has a very good, solid, um, stout roster with some really good, talented players, um, and it, they seem to be coached very well. On top of it, um, on top of everything else, but I think we're definitely in the same realm as they are. The same grouping, if you will. Um, I think that's a fair assessment of that inquiry, I suppose. Would you say we're in the same bracket as them? I think so. I I I think we're probably not in the top four. I think we're safely at this point out of that. You think so? Um, I think so. I mean, based on the way a lot of other teams have played, but the only other thing, too, is like, people it's an unbalanced schedule to start the year i mean yeah and it's i think it's too early to tell which tier everybody's in i mean yeah on paper tampa and cincy are head and shoulders above everybody but uh well we'll see you know we say that about cincinnati every year and so far they have yet to deliver on their uh paper skill if that makes sense (laughs) yeah (laughs) So yet to deliver I, the yeah. paper. Yeah. Well, we can reassess later in the season where we stand, I guess, where we think we stand. Yeah. But uh, speaking of brackets, the next question is not a question, but a uh, an instruction for you, Ben, because yeah. this is this is right up your alley, not really mine. It says <laughs> uh, it's from Jason. It says bunch the East teams into brackets and create names of those brackets based on Seinfeld characters. <laughs> I. Really hope I can pull this together. Okay, just it's, do it's like be a big just, undertaking. Just do like two. Two is so that's so okay. That's not well, a if we dive, if you though. do the whole thing, we're gonna be here all night and. Uh, or, well, I mean, I haven't. I'll, I'll say this: I have not been able to put as much thought into this as as I, I would like to for this podcast. So <laughs> stay tuned for what may or may not happen. Um, sorry, Jason. Um. But, but yeah, I think it can be done. I, I look forward to hopefully making it work. Um, loose language is the the way this is going to be described right now. But, um, yeah. Next question. Next question. Yeah, That's which I guess is, is for me, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe this is the next question. There was a lot of silly questions mixed in there, so I may have jumped over those, but... I'm going to go with the grade Duckett, Vines, and Dykstra on this play. Is oh, that the you next skipped, question you No, had? you skipped like – Did I skip one? You skipped all of Richard's questions and you skipped one of Jason's. Oh. <laughs> what are you looking at? I I copy and pasted these onto it. Ah, oh, you screwed up. Yeah, I messed up the flow. The next um, question need... was from Jason and it was, explain your absence from Noda and this was directed at you, Goose, oh, I was... because I was there. I was going to answer that. I was going to answer that yeah. question. That was a an everybody. I, I coupled that into a everyone attacked me online. They got oh, mad okay. Online. Yeah, even no. Wesley Riley jumped in on that. Yeah. I thought Twitter was broken for a moment there because I kept getting the same notification from different people. <laughs> um, the reason I was not at NOTA, I will answer this question um, directly, was because of James Bonding. I was watching 1968 Casino Royale, which is 
the best way I can describe it, the best worst James Bond movie and makes Austin Powers look like, like a drama that is gripping and um, <laughs> serious. Um, I That movie made no sense, um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, it featured Woody Allen, oddly enough. He does not fit in that universe at all. Um, but watch it. It's a good time. Um, <laughs> I don't recommend watching it sober because you will be very confused and probably shut it off 10 minutes into the movie. Um, but it, it is a fun time. I apologize I was not there. I was drinking a note of beer, though, but at home. I was drinking it at home. Sorry. Okay. Wait. If they're satisfied, I hope they're satisfied with that answer. Maybe. But we all missed you. I know that. I missed everyone as well. So, do you have Richard's questions queued up? Uh, not really. Is no. this the who's starting position? That's one. Of, that's one of them. Oh, there's another one I skipped. There's two other ones. There's two other ones. Oh my goodness! I need to pull up this list. <laughs> okay, um, I'll, I'll just read it. <laughs> the first okay. question from Richard is: What positives can you draw from last night's performance? You have to Oof. name at least one. Do you need a minute to think Maybe of that's yours? Why I skipped that one. Um, the positive that I will take from this is that our offense will get better from this. I think we've learned that because it can't really get worse. It can, <laughs> it's it can only get better from here. Zero goals is the worst. Is the least amount of goals we'll score in a game. That's true. Um, well, do you, does own goals factor into that? Because I, if we like lose one ooh. zero in a, on an own goal. Does that count as like negative one goals? I think so. Yeah. But I think that I'm not incredibly surprised by this outcome, but I think there's a lot of things we can learn from this in the sense that we need to be more creative and we need to be. And we're, we, the main thing too is we don't have our best starting 11, I think is the, the major thing. The reason why I'm not worried about is this is that your I don't positive is yeah, that this, we haven't, we didn't play our best players, so don't yeah. worry. Um, I honestly I don't have many positives at all from this game because I don't, I can't say that one person or anybody really had a good game because I don't think anybody did. Um, maybe Cato, but I was I okay. It, I have yeah. a I have a positive, so. My positive is Calvert and Cato combined pretty well. The that one chance that ended up in a contra, you know a controversial non penalty call was a really good uh, passage of play from Cato and, and Calvert. So that's something we haven't really seen. Is we've seen Herrera and Calvert link up. But we saw Calvert and Cato link up a couple times, so that was a positive. And 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 I thought Calvert actually was one of our better players. I really think our three, you know, the only players who I would say had a good game, and maybe using good loosely, is Joel Johnson, Cato, and Calvert. Um, mm. Maybe it's just they weren't like obviously bad. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> In comparison to everybody else, they had yeah. an okay. Game. And I guess Herrera didn't have like a terrible game. He just they just kind of shut him down. He had yeah. the free kick, but I, he didn't really affect the the game 
Yeah, he all. had a pretty non-impact on this game. I think yeah. that's a safe way of putting it. Um, I would have liked to see him do kind of what Alex did a couple of times and drop deeper to pick up the ball because mm-hmm. he was getting re- he was getting isolated and I think he was getting frustrated by that. But yeah. So moving on uh, from the positive to the negative, what was the single most frustrating thing during last night's game? That we did not bounce back at all. Um, after the goal? Yeah, after yeah. the goal, we just... It, it kind of reminded me a little bit about last year where it seemed like everyone was waiting for everyone else to to make a move defensively at times, offensively, um, and we just weren't in sync very much, um, which is hard to do on the road, I would imagine. I mean, in that situation, you're in a hostile territory... You're down one again, and you're not able to play the game that you want to. Heaven, Nashville control possession pretty heavily um, and really just doing what they want to here mm-hmm. and there. Um, so I think that that's probably the thing that's most frustrating to me is that we're, it reminded me a lot more of last year than I, I would ever like to go back to. Yeah. Well, we were good at times last year, so... We were, yeah. It's it's true. We we were definitely good. Yeah. Um. What What about you? What frustrated you during last night? Uh, all the back heels. <laughs> yeah. There we, there were yeah, a lot back heels. There were a lot of back heels or like trying to get cute with the ball. You know, when we're when we were we were struggling so much to connect. Th- you know, three or four passes in a row. It's just it just wasn't the time to be trying all the back heels, but it, it was like everybody on the field wanted to do a back heel at some point. I think everyone tried one. I don't think any of them came yeah. off. So that was for me. That was the most frustrating thing. So Alex is not a fan of back heels. I am a fan uh, of back heels when they <laughs> in in the right context. Okay, that's fair. An accurate back heel is a good thing. I mean, exactly. there was a, there was a moment where Kalungi Kalungi did a back heel. In like our own defensive third, it was just absurd. <laughs> Not a good place to do a, a, yeah. a back heel. I, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, that, that that's fair. I'll say that. Um, okay, now it's the question that you asked that you said you had written down for Richard. So do you want to read it? Yes. Yeah. So whose starting positions should now be in jeopardy? Originally, I only had one, but upon further um, Ooh, juicy. For the thought, I've got three. Three to be evaluated. Ooh, okay. Three. Well, you not go. Like, you go first then. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a completely. Like I said, I don't think we need to burn anything down. And, no, well, Jet. But, that it doesn't say it. The question's not who needs to be benched immediately. It's just who. Yeah. Who should be checking in their rearview mirror for some competition? Oh, I actually have four. Four! Um, <laughs> wow. It's it's growing. Um, I think, honestly, and these aren't... I think every, all the other positions, other than the ones I'm going to name, are just a lock, cons- all things considered. But the other center back p- position, um, I don't think is solidified at this point. No, um, it's going to take both of those guys getting healthy and, and fit to really decide that one. Yeah. And who knows I, when that's going to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yep. So we can get some some chemistry built before the that middle of the season. Yeah, where we uh, get to play all those gauntlet. games right in a row. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'll also say at this point, I I don't think that Sam Vines has had two good games in a row. He's he's been kind of a uh, a liability in a way um, defensively. You think he's um, been a defensive it, liability? Uh, I think you could you could strongly contribute the beginning part of the Kunga goal to Sam Vines oh, in a okay. way, and and you can the Atlanta, in the, Atlanta. the more the more I've seen the the play that uh, Jason wants us to rate. I don't know what Sam Vines was thinking. I I don't know, um, and I think that's something that can be fixed. Him being in position, having a more veteran savvy player. Um, I don't think it's a glaring problem if we have to start him, but I think that, that it needs to be reviewed, I suppose. Um, the last one, I and we'll definitely talk about this more on that play and in general, is, is Dykstra. I'm not sold that he's yeah. that great of a goalkeeper, honestly. Um, the goals that he's let up just feel like he may be off his line a little bit too soon. He did. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I'm not I'm not a big knowledgeable person about goalkeeping, but he's surprised me the way that the where he's been and and how he's reacted and things like that. Um, the last one for me, Alex has not played very well this year. I I think it's a combination of a lot of things like we where there's been a shuffle in the center central midfield there's been a shuffle on the left center back there's been a shuffle on the left uh left back being well not necessarily shuffle but we have a a young guy being sam vines but alex seems to be lost at times um and he's getting frustrated very early and often um which is not helpful for our attack uh, and even really our defense um, but those are the, the four positions that are in jeopardy, I would say. That's yeah. interesting. Mm. Um, for me, kind of going off of what you said, I would say first and foremost, uh, I think, like you said, Alex has really sh- seemed to struggle. He had, I mean, he had that brilliant cross in the Toronto game, but outside of that, um, he has, he's just been struggling. Like you said, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't mind seeing Wapi more. Um, yeah. and that doesn't necessarily mean he needs to, the, I guess the, it says it's starting position, but even if we just take Alex off after 60 minutes and give Moapi 30 minutes just mm-hmm. to give him more time on the field. Uh, yeah, kind of how he did with David Estrada and and David Spees last year. There, mm. they, I think early in the season, he kind of wanted to work David Spees into the lineup more. I would like to see him do that with with Moapi. Give him some starts. Give him some last half hour appearances. Yeah. Uh, both to strengthen Moapi, but also to kind of give Alex some a little bit of perspective, you know, mm. that his spot's not guaranteed anymore. Because I think last year his spot was essentially guaranteed. His only backup was 
Siage, and Siage is just a completely different player um, than Alex. And, and, and Mwapi is a completely different player than Alex too, but Mwapi mm-hmm. seems to really fit what they're trying to do this season. Uh, he's yeah. a really good complement to Cato on the other side. Um, at least he was in that first game against Ottawa, and maybe Ottawa's just that bad. Um, but I would like to know if Ottawa was just that bad or if Mwapi can really give us that much of a spark. Um, the other mm-hmm. one is the other central midfield position. I think that position is still up for yeah. grabs. I mm-hmm. think all three guys have a chance to lock it down. Um, and maybe they're okay. even going to not go with a single guy. Maybe it's going to be matchup-based, depending on who yeah. we're playing. I'd be fine with that too. But Greg Jordan, I think, deserves a, a chance to win that spot. I think Kai Vosser, Kai Vosser deserves a chance to win it. And, and then, of course, Jan Ekra, who was really brilliant in those first two games but has taken a little bit of a step back the last two games. Uh, I think all three of those guys – could still lock it down, but nobody has has yet. Mm. So that's a I, I I think the central midfield is yet to be fully determined. Um, I think it's very glaringly obvious with the the second half sub being uh, having Kai come in um, that it may just be a, like you said situationally based um, scheme based and things like that. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So that answers that question. That's always a tough question because, you know, we love all our guys. So yeah. uh, it's hard to talk about when they are not doing well. Mm. But um, let's see. The next question is, speaking of hard to talk about guys not doing well, grade Duck, Vines, and Dykstra on this play. And Oof. this play being the first goal by Alan Wynn. You seem like you have some very strong opinions, so I'll let you take. I'll let you go I ahead. I watched it a dozen times, probably, and it's just. I don't know where Henry was going. Henry seems to be really caught off guard. I think that's the biggest thing: is everyone was caught off guard, except right. for maybe Duckett. It was a um, scramble. It was a it was a definite scramble. But the more I watch it. Vines seems like he doesn't know that Wynn is there. Because the way he turns around, it's, it seems to me, based on his reaction, that no one's going to be there to receive it. And then he just panics at that point. And Duckett makes a, a fairly good, considering everything there, he makes a pretty good defensive play to, to stop Wynn. He kind of lunges a little early. I see, I think, I think Duckett actually made the biggest mistake really yeah so with the lunge or before that uh basically the so here's i'll give my thoughts okay uh i think if henry doesn't fall down he heads the ball out probably for a, a throw in uh or maybe he even is able to control it and and pass it to somebody on our team but he didn't yeah he fell and and like you said vines was running back, but then when he saw that Henry was also running, he stopped. He shouldn't have stopped. Mm-hmm. He should have kept running and following. Because if he keeps running and following him, he does. Then Wayne's not able to pick it up as easily. But I think uh, Duckett just over 
uh, he overruns it basically. And I, I, I sympathize with him cause he's, he's responding yeah. to Kalunji slipping. Uh, but I think if he doesn't, he allows him to cut back inside. If he just forces, if Duckett just forces him to take it down the line rather yeah. than cut back, it's not, you know, he's got a much tougher, he's got to cross it with Sam Vines who was trailing the play to would have been able to block it. Duckett could have blocked it. Dykstra could have blocked it, etc. cetera. Mm. So there's fault to go around. There's a lot of fault to go around. The one person we yeah. haven't talked about is Dykstra. I think Dykstra does okay. Uh, yeah. I'm, I don't know much about goalkeeping. It seems like maybe he should have taken a little, another half step to the right or to his right, but maybe if he does that, yeah. then the near post is wide open. So it's kind of tough for me to say. Okay. I think part of the problem, too, I can't quite tell based on the resolution, but it kind of seems like by the time he sees it, it's too late. And it yeah, it, it actually does. Like yeah, Vines no, that's, a, only that's a good point. Vines, Vines might have been blocking his vision just enough to make yeah. him react too late. Because I think Vines is major Vines is trying to cover for Duckett, but he doesn't. He just kind of, like you said, he just kind of gets in the way of Dykstra's vision. Yeah. Uh, I, I but, wonder if if Vines goes more near post and covers that section. If Dykstra and then makes Dykstra that takes save. a half step, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I don't I also, know. I feel like we're over analyzing the crap out of this. <laughs> maybe. Um, I, I've, the the bad thing is I've even got more analyzation. Oh boy, or, that's a weird. I don't even think that's a word. But I'm also curious what Johnson's doing there because he shows up at the end, and well, I, I don't know. Why I have a hard time saying anything about somebody who's not in the frame when Kalunji first falls. So <laughs> I'll give Johnson. I'll give Johnson a pass there. Okay. Uh, because. He actually does seem like he's running to mark a guy in the box to keep. Uh, but it also give credit to Win. It was a good finish. Uh, yeah, it, it was a good cutback and it was a good finish. So yeah, there's blame to go around, but also I think there's credit as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's just credit work credit. Yeah, I I think I think we've an- analyzed that to death. Yeah. Um, although we never gave official grades, I'm going to give everybody like a C plus. That, yeah, that, that's high. That's high. I mean, I'm great. I guess I'm grading a little bit on a curve just because based on the slip, based on the slip, like if, you know, I don't know if the grass was wet. I don't know what the deal was because <laughs> it just, you yeah, know, he know. just falls. So, you know, it's whatever. So, so here's here's a, a comparison we can do. Did Henry have a worse slip, or did uh, um, Jung Soo have a worse slip on the goal? Hmm. Yeah, Hen- Henry. Not Henry. Okay. Henry's was worse in that it was like after it was like the slip directly resulted into like a chain of events, whereas <laughs> Jung Soo's slip was more like at the very end of the chain of events, like there could have been more yeah. to prevent the uh, Kunga from getting around the corner in the first place. 
That's true. Yeah. Whereas I really feel bad for Henry because he's he's making you know he's in the right position to make the play. And I mm-hmm. all things considered, I thought Henry had an okay game because I don't think there's any yeah. way he's completely fit and ready to go. So my hats off to him for playing as long as he did and you know doing putting in a shift so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we have analyzed that to death. I want to move on because I I'm so sick of seeing Allen Wynn score that goal. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing is I I was looking at here. I finally pulled up the Twitter stream of uh, questions and I kept seeing that goal and it just made me more and more. That's mad. what I was doing. I was like watching uh, it as we were talking. <laughs> so all right. <laughs> the next two questions are about the 1967 Casino Royale, which I haven't oh. seen, so I can't really answer them. Are we talking about the describe some scenes and the CLT players? Yes. What role would they play in? C- I See, feel like so much. I feel like we're getting too niche here. Yeah, this is gonna like this is directly gonna. Uh, appeal to like Every, three yeah, people. Everybody uh, who's listening is like, I don't care. Yeah, I. It, it's really hard to describe that movie because there's no backbone to it. It's just like, it's, it's basically like a Monty Python version of a James Bond movie. Mm, that sounds yeah. like another. That sounds like a movie I wouldn't watch. It's uh, it's very very niche. Okay. It's niche in a. You niche. know what? I'm just going to make an executive decision. We're just going to save these for off the air. There you go. Next time you see Jason or Richard, you can you can do some research and you can uh you can have those answers for them. Uh Gary asks how many podcasts is too bleeping many? <laughs> um I love podcasts. So yeah. And there I, is I no number like... of podcasts that is too bleeping many in my opinion. Exactly. Um there's never too many podcasts. It's true. Really. Wherever wherever there is sound, there is a need for a podcast. Maybe not that much, but um but yeah. I think uh All right, there's yeah, two more question, two suppose. more questions. I I can feel us running out of steam, so let's bang <sighs> these two questions out. Uh this one's from Matt Woge. Uh was it the Nashville hot chicken that made their first half attack so relentless? It could have been. It also maybe it was the Nashville hot chicken that made us so like sluggish. Maybe, maybe. we had maybe we had a little too much of it, and we just kind of were a little a, a step slow to start the game <laughs> and to finish the game. We were a little extra heavy yeah. on uh, Nashville hot chicken. <laughs> I actually did not even see that question anywhere, so that that caught me off guard. Yeah, that's on the um. Talking Jacks Twitter. Maybe they uh. went. Maybe they went and did the honky tonk on. Friday night too, so who knows? It's very, it's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question is from Wade Brazel, and it is uh, as follows: Is Nashville that good, or are we just that bad? Uh, there's this is a multifaceted question. Why was Jung Su out, and how do y'all think we are going to handle this loss? So, do you want to answer the first part? For, we'll just answer it in chunks. So is Nashville that yeah. good or are we just that bad? What do you think? I think Nashville is good. Um, I don't think it's as much of a, ooh, we were top of the table and Nashville 
took us down. Like the, I don't know if they had the commentary on at uh, Noda. They probably didn't. They did. But they like so they did. Oh wow. Yeah, okay. sort of. So for those of you who were not there, and for those of you who have been to Noda Brewing before, you know that typically when we do watch parties, we get the game on all the TVs. Uh, that was not the case last night. Last night we there's a little sidebar that's uh, a lot smaller than the main bar, and it has one TV. And so that was where we were seated. Uh, that was the only yeah. TV that had the game on. So because that was the only TV they had the game on, they decided to turn the volume on for us. But with the music playing, it was really hard to hear. They turned the volume all the way up to 100, and I still – like you could hear them talking, but you couldn't understand what they were saying for the most part. Couldn't make it coherent. Yeah. yeah. Well, they like they were made it a made it a point to mention that not, that Charlotte was the top of the league and all this kind of stuff. I don't think it's as much as Nashville well, beat the team that was formerly at fair, the top of the league. We also made a big deal about us being top of the league, so well, I think it's I think that's fair. <laughs> we can't maybe, we can't have the, it both ways, you know. We can't be like, <laughs> oh, you know, well, it's early in the season. It's not like they, you know, took you know, it's not like it was an upset or anything. And then we turn around and be like, oh, yeah, we're top of the league again. We are top of the league. We are top of the league. You, we, you know, we can't have it both ways. So I'm cool That's with that. Maybe. Um, but I think Nashville is that good, and we played that bad. Boom. I think that was, you took the exact words out of my mouth. You said, I was just going to say, I think Nashville, I think that game was Nashville. That's how they play. And that was a bad game from us. So. The next question, why was Jung Soo out? Uh, we believe he is just injured. Uh, there's not yeah. a specific injury, but uh, Ashley Mahoney did write that there was a chance he and Donnie would not make the trip due to their mm-hmm. injuries, and they did not make the trip, presumably due to their injuries. I think that's um, a safe assumption. Hopefully we'll get, you know, we can try to get some more information before the next episode. Um I'll definitely reach out to our people for that. Uh, last, The last part of that question is, how do y'all think we are going to handle this loss? This is an interesting question because we've got our first derby match coming up this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. So I think... Hashtag NC Derby. Yeah. If it were just... If, it were, if we were playing anybody else, I think we might use this game as fuel to really turn it around. But I think because of our opponent, I I just feel like they don't need the extra motivation of this loss yeah, to like fair. inspire them. Uh, so maybe ask us that question again the next time we lose. <laughs> yeah. Because I just think, um, I just think you have to throw out, previous results when there when there's a derby especially this one in particular it's a pretty big deal yeah they the team that i mean even in the that preseason friendly the intensity level was essentially a regular season game you know like yeah i would agree with that both teams were really up for that game i think they're, I think they're really going to be up for this game. Uh, I just hope that they use the emotion, they channel it well. I hope they channel the emotion mm-hmm. well and turn it into 
crisper passing, less reliance on long balls. We had one thing we didn't mention. We had seventy nine long passes in this game. Yeah, and I think our previous high was like fifty five, and we thought that was high. <laughs> so yeah, seventy nine. We were like, I think Bob Lilly's Pittsburgh last uh, <laughs> last night had. 80 long passes or 81 or something. So we were Oof. right up there with Bob Lilly's team. Yeah. Which is not where we want to be, I don't think. We might be playing more long passes than we have in the past, but I hate, we. I thought we were too reliant on it last night. But that's beside the point. So what do you mm. think? How do you think they'll handle the loss? Um, I, I would agree with your perspective in the sense that any would be more fuel on the fire, but I think there's already going to be a lot of fuel on the fire. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be a, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really, cause I was thinking about it and I'm not, I wasn't sure if I was going to be more, more, I guess half more nervous if NCFC lost again or won. Um, so I'm, I'm almost, I'm honestly more curious to see how they're going to bounce back and react than we are from one loss on the road. Um, I think it'll be really good coming back home. If we were traveling to NCFC, it'd be a, a different uh, ball game, yeah. uh, if you will. Um, but I think coming back home will be big. Um, I think we'll bounce back well because I don't think the form that we've been in in the last two games will be a reoccurring form, I don't think. I think it'll be a good bounce back game, I, I believe. Okay. I hope so. Uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will have more on that game in Talking Jacks Extra this week. We will with um, an NCFC. Yeah, with, or it's going to be a Talking Jacks six point weekend crossover episode. Ooh, what is that meme going around? Uh, uh it's something. Something is the most ambitious crossover event of all time, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're busting that wide open. Yeah, darn right we are. So let's not get the, let's not get too out of hand here. Um, thanks everybody for asking questions. I yes. hope we had satisfactory answers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always tough to talk about a loss, but we love our team. We love our players, love mm-hmm. our coaching staff, uh, support the team in good times and bad times. I think it's important to say that. Um, yep. I think this season we're going to have more good times than bad. So hopefully this is one of few sad, what what did we call them last year? Sad casts? Sad casts, yes. Sad casts, yeah. So hopefully this is one of few. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so for everybody at Talking Jack's headquarters, hope everybody has a wonderful week. And we will talk to you again closer to the weekend. Yep, would you like to add anything, Ben? Um, it is officially NCFC or no NC Derby week. It's officially Derby week. That's right. Yeah. So get your takes ready. Sharpen up your banter. <laughs> I'm already dreading some of that. Yeah, I, I may lose the login to my Twitter. Maybe. Yeah. We'll Let see. me say this: Don't say anything oh. online that you wouldn't say to somebody's face. That's there all. You go. There we can go. we can have civility and rivalry at at the same time. I don't care if I'm unpopular for saying that. So respect people. Respect. That's all I'll say. 
So enjoy the week, and we'll yeah. talk to everybody soon. Come on, you jacks. Woo!